Hey guys, welcome to Project Esports Present with our E3 wrap-up. I don't have too much to really say with the introduction. What we're really going to kind of go through is we're going through our um, predictions that we did a couple weeks ago. We're going to be going through our game of E3. We're going through our most hyped game, which is a game that's coming out in a couple years or so, we're kind of assuming. We're looking at our biggest surprise, biggest disappointment, and then ranking each one of the conferences. And we're going to go through that, talk about our general impressions of E3, which I think was absolutely amazing this year. But as always, my name is Andrew Nimsgren. I'm one of your co-hosts. And alongside me for the first time in a while is the man from down under, which is really up above James yeah. Graham, the Canadian. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a rough week, boys. I, uh, I finally made an appearance, so we're good to go. And then, of course, the hypest man in Pennsylvania, Dylan Beal. What's up? But... I guess without further ado, all three of us are back. It feels good. And let's go into predictions so we can just make me boost my ego a little bit. Because, uh, damn, did I do good this year. But we're going to go through Dylan's first. We're going to go through all three predictions, one person at a time. Um, how it's going to go is each prediction is worth a total of one point. So if you got it 100% right, you got the full point. If you had a couple different points without it, with it was only like part way correct or something like that, we'll kind of agree as a squad, whatever you want to call us, of how much the point value is going to be anywhere between zero and one. And then I'll go towards the prediction king at the end of the year. So with you, we can lead off, Dylan, and let's hear your three, and we'll kind of take it one at a time, assigning points and all that kind of stuff. All right, so number one, I said Beyond Good and Evil 2, and there was gameplay footage of it. So pre-alpha, pre-alpha gameplay footage. So what your official prediction was is that we are going to see it at E3 with game footage. Yes, and it was there with game uh, footage. I mean, yeah, I guess I didn't go back and listen. I should have gone back and listened to see if you had anything else out of that. But I'm going to take your word. I mean, I don't think there's much to really argue on that. I think that's a full point, unfortunately, though. Unfortunately. And then number two was no new Bethesda RPG. I was very wrong. <laughs> That was I said, and I also said no Fallout or Elder Scrolls, like no new ones of those. So one yeah. billion percent wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then for my last one, I had three of them in one, and so I said Kingdom Hearts three, which was there. Life is Strange two. No mention. Uh, well, no, that game, dude. That's like totally the next Life is Strange game. No, yeah, but it is a prequel to the Life is Strange game, which is yet to have any kind of release date. Okay, uh, well, I, no, say it's, it's, I say, okay, hold on. I, if it's a prequel, I say he gets half a point. Well, no, like, it's, I, not a, it's not a prequel to two. Yeah, it's, it's like it leads into two. So it's a one-episode game going into the next one. Uh, so it's just one episode for free. I thought it was a, a thing on its own. It is. Like, you can go and download it on its own. No, 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 no. I meant I thought it wasn't associated with, with Life is Strange 2 at all. I am, from what I heard... That was my understanding. Do you remember exactly what that game was called? Uh, Captain something, and then uh, and what then Final and then Final Fantasy Thirteen remake, but that wasn't there. Was it Captain Spirit? Is that what yeah, you Captain? Know? It was like Captain Spirit. Yeah. Little kid, right? Like yep, yeah. Half yeah, point. 
Yeah, Captain Spirit. What is it? Yeah, so the awesome adventures of Captain Spirit set stage for Life of Strange 2. I say, I say it's a prequel. I say he gets a half point. I, I think mean, in total I should get 0. 0.7 points for this. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, no, no, that's fair. Because he, okay, he predicted Kingdom Hearts 3. Yeah. He said Life is Strange 2, which he's not totally right. So I'd and give then, him 0. 0.5 because he got one totally correct, one totally wrong, and then half of a third one. I'll right. give you Wait, that math, a, that math doesn't add up. What is it? It's like 0. 0.6. Gets, that's 0. 0.6 at least. Point three three plus half of point three three is pretty much exactly. Wouldn't that add up exactly to point five? It's like, it's like yeah, it's up point five. We'll, all, right. all right, we'll we'll just right, say point six. Him. We'll say point six. We're not gonna give you point. Give him point five. Just give him point five, man. Point five. That's two out of three. I feel like that's generous, <laughs> but I will assign you that point five. Okay. I got 1.5. 1. 1. 1.5 towards the Prediction King. We should probably do, like, eventually, uh, like, half a year roundup for our first, our predictions from earlier in the year and kind of see where we're going after there. But that's a topic for a different day. James, let's run through year three. Okay. So my first one was Gears. Now, I got this super right. I got not only Gears 5, I also got Gears Tactics, and then I got Gears Pop. So, I don't know if that counts for a point and a half. I would almost say it does, because I just I got like three and one with one point. So, I, like, I don't know. I'd say, I want to say a point and a half, because I got, I got three things for one, for one thing. Dylan, where do you stand on this? Um, and, and if, okay, and if you're going to make that point, I want a point and a half for the Bethesda year of high prediction, because you couldn't top that. So what I'm going to say is we just keep it no extra points and stuff kind of like that. I say we keep it at one. Okay. All right. All right. Cool. cool. You were incredibly right. But let's be honest. No one cares about pop. No one wants pop. There's a very niche group that wants tactics. Everyone wants five. I think. I think. I think tactics will have a bit bit bigger following than we think. You know, because I mean, like, you're not like. I feel like. I feel like it's going up against Age of Empires, though. Which is going to be a more well-known RTS? I well, like I mean, like Gears Tactics isn't an RPS though. It's a turn-based. It's a it's a turn-based game. So it's going against like. Oh X-Com. right, it's an XCOM. It's, it's an like XCOM. Yeah. Yeah, I was totally off on that. So I mean, I think I think it, I think because it's not an RTS, it has a better chance of doing well. It looked we, fun. It looked it, it did look fun. And and the other thing is too is for anybody who's like a big Gears fanatic, it gives you more of the expanded universe. So okay, I'll take my I'll just take my point. I'll take my point. And then this is where shit hits the fan, because we so we we're going into E3, we had limited knowledge about Battlefield Five. So my prediction was that it wasn't Battlefield Five; it was Battlefield Battlefield Vietnam. I was wrong. I was very wrong. And then I said an, an exclusive Warhammer title, which we didn't get, but I did get Vermintide on Microsoft. But you said a 40k game. Yeah, you're right. That's true. So I, I say for both of those, yeah. nothing. Yeah, that's fair. And now, I think mine's going to be the most kind of complicated because I really threw mine out. Okay, first off, can we just agree the Bethesda year of hype is a full point? That's pretty I, much yeah. what my whole thing was. I was saying that big fallout announcements, all kind of stuff. This was We agreed that like if just Doom 2 was announced, 
that it'd be like a tie. Obviously, a lot more than just Doom Two. Was that, no, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. You said if, if you got some, if you got Doom, you were like, okay, we broke even. Or like but... Fall. I think Fallout, uh, like a remaster, wasn't even. Anything below that was no points, and above yeah. that. So I think it was definitely above that. So I think we agreed at one point there. Yeah. My next one was, is Xbox is going to have three big exclusives, including Splinter Cell. Okay, the, Splinter Cell wasn't there. Yeah, that wasn't there. So that's but, at, at point five. I have. I was about to say I am fine with point five, five because there's four points to that prediction, and I only got two of them right. So yes. I am more than happy with the point five there. And then the third one was my division slash battle royale one. So what I said was that division is going to be there with the battle royale mode, plus two other battle royale modes. So it was there. And they did confirm that their survival mode is coming back, which is a Battle Royale-like mode. Eh, all right. But only one other one was kind of thing. So uh, this one would be where I'd say point six, Because they got one big Battle Royale confirmed, plus a division with an exact release date. So I feel like at least half of it was there. So what's the total? Yeah, I want to say that I got 2.1 points total. One Jesus. full for Bethesda, yeah. half one for Xbox, and 0. 0.6 for Division slash Battle Royale. I feel like that's fair. I think, yeah, yeah. I think you kind of hit it fair. out of the park, yeah. If I wouldn't have been so goddamn ballsy with the Battle Royale or the Splinter Cell and stuff like that, I could have maybe got away with it. I think you could have got a full three points if you had just fucking simmered down. Yeah, if I would, if I would have just said that there's gonna be two big exclusives at Microsoft and like. I didn't. I didn't think there was a chance in hell of that, though. That was just kind of a bullshit prediction. I thought there's a more likely of a chance of more battle royale games being announced. Which, if we kind of want to dig a little deeper, that a thousand-person battle royale game was announced at the PC conference. Yeah. Yeah. Does well, that count as a big battle royale? No, no, that's not a big battle royale. That is a I mean, battle royale, but it's not a literally. Big it is royale. a big battle royale. I mean, I mean, but we're uh, not counting it as like a big IP or anything. Like Cyanide and Happiness had a battle royale released or announced, but like that's I not play, a big I play, one. I, I play that, but yeah, no. <laughs> and, and like Dota just announced they're getting a fucking battle royale. I don't know if you Wait, guys saw did that. Who did? Yeah. yeah, Dota. Dota's doing battle oh. royale. I, I, I don't I, know. If they, if they would have had a single sh- booth at E3, I would have. Begged for that point because that'd be considered a big battle royale. Yeah, well, but, I think it was uh, I think it was Slasher I saw in like not the fake Slasher either, the real Slasher. <laughs> you gotta make sure the fake ones does some pretty the good. Fake ones, ones verified, <laughs> like. Wait, the fake ones verified? I'm pretty yeah, I'm like ninety percent sure the fake. No, it's not. Oh, it's not. No. Okay. No way, that's possible. Okay, so with that, it's kind of a roundup of the first official points going towards Prediction King. I am in the lead with two point one points. Dylan is somewhat close behind with 1.5, and James' lackluster performance at E3 puts him in third place with one total point. I got excited, man. I got—I I really prayed for a 40K game. I really prayed. One day. But I think even with our predictions, some of them were bold, some of them were out there. I don't think that even though we didn't get all that we wanted, that this wasn't an amazing E3, though, right? Like, I think. I, I, like, uh... I couldn't have asked for much more here. I think we could have expected, and we're going to get into this like in a minute, but like, I think some key like companies could have done a little more. Yeah. Um, but I think 
from the major ones we saw, we saw a lot. So, yeah. So leading with that, I want to start off with kind of a low point. Actually, I'm changing up the order you guys. I want to know what was your biggest disappointment of E3? This could be a specific game, a conference, someone not showing up, a developer not showing up that you thought, so your 40K could be one here. What would you consider to be the biggest disappointment for you of E3? Let's go in the same order. Dylan, I'll have you lead off. I think let me let me cut off Dylan really quick because I think I think Pepper Marino wants to kick in with uh, <laughs> Square was trapped. We'll get yeah? the conference ranking soon. Don't worry. <laughs> we all agree with you, though. I can say that for this podcast. I'm pretty sure. But yeah. yes. So um, not wrong. Actually, I wasn't super disappointed by too much. So I think I would be representative of the community by saying that Animal Crossing not being mentioned at all. Um, I think is a really big disappointment for a lot of people. Yeah, that's fair. It's like, it's a, I think it's a legitimate thing. I yeah. totally agree with them. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but how... I, I'm, like, I'm, Animal I'm Crossing heard, is like a cult following. Like, yeah, I mean, like people I know really I've never it. been in that cult following, but how big of a game Smash is for how small of a turnaround is, I think that's ridiculous. And I think that makes up for that. No, no, Every, no, no, because it's not overlap. It's not overlap. It's like saying like... Oh, uh, James gets all the games that he wants, and the one game that you don't you want, Andrew, you don't get it. Just because like James yeah. got a bunch of games and you didn't get any, like doesn't mean it's balanced. I, I get that, but we we're talking about this a little bit, like in a prediction. This is like Nintendo doesn't want to blow its load, and it already halfway is with already doing a Pokemon game and Smash. Well, no, it's but still like it's not there, and that's a disappointment. Yeah, no, I'm not saying it's not a disappointment. Yeah. No, you're correct. Yeah, I jumped to that. I'm thinking more kind of analytical point. It's, yeah, personal disappointment, and I do agree that I would love to see that. And I'm looking forward to it, though, because it will be my first Animal Crossing I actually play. Because I've decided after E3, I am buying the Switch. Oh, yeah, you and me both. Okay, James. All right, so um, I mine was like... I had, I had, it was hard, it was hard for me to narrow it down because there was a couple key things I was, I was really disappointed in. Um, I'm a big fan of Square because I love, I love Final Fantasy. Like, I mean, I, it's, it's, it's kind of been, it hasn't been always in my life, but once it got there, it kind of stayed there. So Square shitting the bed, like, I mean, I totally agree with Pepper Rhino. Like, Square shitting the bed was miserable. It was awful. Um, but I mean, that's pretty, like, um, the other thing is too that really bugged me is that there was really no news on Anthem. There wasn't anything like groundbreaking. We didn't get anything. We didn't get all the shit they hyped up about Anthem. We didn't get it. We didn't get any of that shit. They didn't get into it too much. We had a scripted gameplay teaser, but I mean, like, that's really about it, which really, really bugged me. Um, and kind of building on that is out of all these games that came out. Very few of them have potential to be like an esport. Very, very few of them have potential to go anywhere to be an esport. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. I guess I'll kind of jump into mine when I'm talking about yours. So going into it, my two honorable mentions are kind of the Division Two and That's Anthem. Fair. Mm-hmm. But for further on in E3, they have done a really good job, especially with the Division Two of kind of showing unique things. They've done a lot of panels. And they've done more kind of talk-throughs about what's actually different. And you can see that there's a lot more different there. And with Anthem, apparently the hands-on gameplay and everything like that is everything that you want it to be. 
They just so did they a room. actually like in the booths and stuff. It was it was yeah. So like uh, it's not yeah. open for everyone. I'm pretty sure, but like press and stuff can go backstage and play it. Mm-hmm. And they're saying that the flying is everything you want. The uh, combat feels super smooth. That it is everything we think it's going to be, but they just fucked up colossally in showing it off because yeah. no one wants to come out and be talked to about the game. They want to see the game. They want exactly. to see hands on and stuff kind of like that. So I agree with that. So those are my two honorable mentions, but they kind of redeemed themselves as the week went on. But my biggest disappointment is going to be Ghost of Tsushima. The really? game looked absolutely beautiful. Yeah. It looked like it's going to be a very story-driven game, which are two things I love, but the combat does not look like it for me at all. Kind of going into the Sony press concert, neither one of you guys were there. But I was saying that this is the game I was most looking forward to of seeing at the Sony press conference because I didn't know much about it. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that this game isn't going to do amazing and that this game isn't going to be very well loved. But for me, it's a huge disappointment because it's not what I wanted. The combat looks way too slow. The game just doesn't seem like something that I'm going to want. It seems much more methodical kind of combat. For me, I was hoping for kind of a hacking slash game with a really good story that looked beautiful. And it looks more like kind of an Arkham-like style, which I didn't love that combat a ton. So it's a disappointment to me. To a lot of people, it's not. But for me, that is a game that I had the highest hype ceiling for. Mm-hmm. It ended up being the lowest kind of on my ranking. So I, I know think, both I think it's fair. were really kind of like, what? <laughs> but I was just so hyped because I'm like, this is going to be my one of my favorite games of all time. And what I've seen has said that it's not going to be. I uh, I disagree. Like, I'm hyped for it. Yeah. But I feel like all the points that you listed are valid reasons to be disappointed. Yeah, no, I, this is it. Like, because I was, like, I, wa- I, I didn't get to watch the Sony conference, but I actually did go back and watch that whole presentation. And yeah. I was, like, I was really into it. Um, I'm not opposed to, um, I'm not opposed to the, uh, the combat. Um. I think just because of the agents, like the, the the time it's set in, you didn't get a shit ton of hack and slash. Like the the, the, Dynasty, the fight, Warriors? Dynasty Warriors is not an accurate accurate representation of feudal Japan. It is I not. I think <laughs> what it just should happened be. Is that <laughs> I built up what this game was going to be in my head so much, and it ended up being kind of the opposite in terms of gameplay, and that's what really turned me off. I thought, I mean, not to the extreme of what spider-man is but i thought it was gonna be very kind of quick and fluid like mm-hmm. spider-man or maybe even like shadow of mordor with a very quick combo-y kind of combat and that does not seem how this is going to be i mean peppermint rhino in the chat did say that yes they're gonna be showing off kind of more at psx maybe when they show like an actual hud and stuff kind of like that or maybe just this yeah. was a slower kind of gameplay focus more on a little bit of the story and i could be wrong but just from what i saw at e3 I'm not as hyped as I thought I was going to be for it. And that's why I'm kind of making up with that kind of my biggest disappointment. Even though there's a chance I'll still probably buy it and play it, it's not what I thought it was going oh, to be. Oh, you're going to buy it. Don't lie to us. I know you're going it to is, buy um, it. I do have the release date saved on my phone for like big game releases. There but you go, with that, I mean, any other last kind of points you want to touch on the disappointments or just keep kind of moving along? Let's boogie along, my friend. Let's go on to, I think it's going to probably be a, pretty agreed upon but what was your biggest surprise of e3 
It could be like what you're most happy about. Just what straight up like what the fuck. I I think um, the Bethesda um, just presser in general was very surprising, especially the last like five minutes when they're like, "Hey, here's Starfield. Also, here's Elder Scrolls Six. I think that was probably the most surprising. Um, definitely did not expect that. I don't think anyone did. Um, and on top of that, I don't think there was anything quite that level surprising. I don't think there was really any big surprises. Um, I think that was probably the most. Dylan? Um, I'm not Dylan. I'm in James. <laughs> um, so mine isn't actually that. Mine is Microsoft like delivering probably the best laid out preference a conference i've ever seen the pacing was phenomenal they kept everything short sweet and to the point there was no long like uh dialogues it was it was like boom here's this thing boom here's this thing and it was like one thing after another and yes sky uh, yes elder scrolls 6 is dope but cyberpunk's 2077 is better i i think that being announced was like the holy shit um and an honorable mention was h john benjamin's flute playing I thought that was the best thing Wait, in the world. Who was that? That's the voice of Archer and Bob, Bob's Burger. What? Yeah, he's like he's like a, he's like multi-talented and shit. Like he knows. It was yeah. amazing. Yeah, it was incredible. I thought I thought it was amazing. It was so accurate. Yeah. And before I go into mine, I do want to just keep bringing in Peppermint <laughs> Rhino because he's making some good comments. But his <laughs> biggest surprise of E3 was Andrew WK's dick tight jeans. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's that's not a surprise. Be, like him being there is a surprise, but his dick tight jeans are just classic <laughs> Andrew WK. Oh, but that is kind of a good transition over to mine. I probably do agree with kind of the Bethesda conference as a whole. I ended up loving what Fallout seventy six is going to be a lot more than I was expecting. I feel like this literally is a game made for me. You all, a lot of you saw my reaction to the Skyrim and uh, Starfield re- things. I What it, it actually is, my biggest surprise of the whole thing is Starfield. Because this is a game I've wanted for years, and now finally it's giving it to me a long time away. But that is kind of what it was. And I don't think I've ever teared up as much as I have for a video game as much <laughs> as when Starfield is. And to follow that up, I don't think I've ever prayed to a video game developer until Todd Howard made me during that conference. So that I, I just don't think with how I am that I could do anything besides the Bethesda conference because God damn, did they give me everything I want. I'm a little disappointed. I did not get the collector's edition of Fallout 76. It already sold out within like 18 hours of the announcement and sold out. Yeah. So I guess I will not be streaming in it, but I found on GameStop, you can buy uh, like a $150 set where you can build your own semi-functional pit boy. So I might buy that and make that on stream and then stream Fallout 76. There you go. I want something for this game. Fallout 76 is going to be amazing. But enough about that. That was a big surprise. We're just the Bethesda conference and how much they gave us. But kind of keeping on biggest surprises, what is all of your game hype of E3, biggest hype game of E3? So this is going to be anything that we do not see between now and E3. So pretty much anything without kind of a confirmed release date or that is just kind of far out there. 
Okay, yeah, yeah. Dylan, you, Wait, you so this, my guy? This is the one that's far out with no release date? Yeah, the, this is uh, the one where they were not going to see before next E3. Cyberpunk, for sure. Cyberpunk. I, I am, I, that, that game looks so amazing, and they had, like, uh, closed-door demos of it. Um, like, they had the one-hour-long closed-door demo, like, for a, a bunch of different magazines. Minutes, yeah. And everyone's like, this game is the most amazing thing we've ever seen. Um, apparently, like, the world just feels super alive. It's a first-person RPG, um, and it just, the, the, the entire world just feels, like, very, like, 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 uh, they, they were saying, think about, like, Assassin's Creed when you're walking through the crowds, um, on top of, like, a Bethesda game of where, like, everything feels like it has, like, timing and movement and people are doing things, um, on top of a GTA. So, I'm, I'm so excited for that. Yeah, um, for me, it is also Cyberpunk 2077, as well as Infinite. I'm really stoked, but that's because I'm a major Halo fanboy. Um, it's a ways off, and the teaser just gave me enough to be be genuinely intrigued. It, mainly because There's it's... Dinosaurs? Well, yes, I love dinosaurs. That'd be great. <laughs> but uh, the big thing for me is that the fact that you actually see John in his, like, his classic, like, the Mark V armor, which is, like... A throwback to like the OG Halo. So I don't no, know. We might get armor types. What? Oh yeah, no. There's a shit ton yeah. of armor types. You didn't what? know that? Yeah, dude. I could not tell what armor type it was based on that teaser. No. Oh, I knew. Like once I saw the helmet, I knew exactly what it was. Like it looked yeah, much, yeah, much more OG, but I yeah, that's just it. And, like in his OG armor set's called the Mark V. Um, oh. yeah. So it's actually named after Thor's hammer. Fun fact. Um, what? yeah. Yeah, it's the I I don't know how to say the word, but um, Munir. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, that's that's what they're called. Yeah. So um, that that's that made me really excited because we might get like an alternate timeline. We might get a rehash of like all the games. Like I I we, there's no nobody has any fucking idea, right? We might get rideable dinosaurs. I mean, I fuck with the if I can warthogs when you can just ride a T Rex. Let's just see if I can put, if I can, if I can put like a Goss cannon on a fucking dinosaur. You know I'm doing it. So, yeah, no, Infinite, Cyberpunk 27, for all the points that Dylan said, plus Infinite. So, I don't know if we've talked about this, but I never played The Witcher 3. Actually, I did play the first hour of The Witcher 3, and I didn't enjoy it. So, that just kind of tempers where I'm at for CG Project Red. I've heard how amazing the game is, but I never got to experience because it just wasn't for me. So, that's probably the reason why... I, Cyberpunk isn't. It sounds like something I'm going to buy day one, put hundreds of hours into, but right now I just can't comprehend how good the game's going to be because I didn't love the last one. Which is why, speaking of the last one, my game of the year, or couple years, is Last of Us 2. That's fair. I'll give you that. looks like it is going to tell such an amazing story. I love just kind of the trailer they gave us there that like you started with the cinematic, jumping back, the environment interacts to how people are thrown or hit things. The game looks absolutely stunning and much more dark and brutal. I think the story is going to be 10 times better than the first one, which is based on what I've seen. They're not telling us much yet, which really makes me even more excited for it. And Last of Us is my number one favorite game of all time. So that kind of biases me as well. But this game looks like everything I want it to be, plus more and even more beautiful than I expected it to be. So there's nothing about this game that I'm not excited for. Whenever they release a collector's edition, I'm not going to make the mistake of not getting that one because 
this is the first E3 that has made me want to buy collector's editions because I finally feel like games are being made exactly how I want them, which makes <laughs> me very, very excited. I had never thought about buying a collector's edition for any game before Fallout 76, and then I saw The Last of Us 2, and I'm like, okay, that's two of them now, and the list is probably going to keep growing. So just, just to just to kind of build on uh, a couple points that you made. Um, first, um, I also never played The Witcher mainly because it's not my kind of uh, it's not my kind of RPG. Like I mean, I've been immersed in Warcraft for like ages. So the idea of a single player RPG just doesn't appeal to me. But it's the aesthetic that sold me for Cyberpunk. Yeah, that's, um, that's what makes me interested in it still. Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. And. <laughs> I think you're one of the few people who shares the sentiment of a collector's edition because myself and I know Dylan as well both play Warcraft and collector's editions have been a thing for us for like a decade and a half. Like, I mean, that's all, like, I mean, I, I'm a huge advocate of collector's editions. Um, and yeah, Peppermint Rhino, the, the, the gameplay and the combat for, uh, for Last of Us 2 actually looks ridiculous. Like, it looks incredible. That, that, like, um, there's a lot of videos that are basically like Sony won E3 with that 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 gameplay like i mean because it was just so so well done so well presented like it was it was insane so and okay so i had you know we'll, we'll say that for the comments we will say mm -hmm. that for the conference rankings i guess is there anything else you want to kind of touch on and we'll move directly in the conference rankings don't we have don't we have one more thing so we have our game of e3 but we're going to save that for last right okay cool, okay, cool. so what we're going to do is I want to kind of just have all three of us go through our order. So it is going to be the seven big ones. So, and we took out the PC gaming show because none of us really know a single thing that was really announced there. So we're like, we're just going to cut that. So what we're going to do is go from your most favorite conference, or you think the conference that was the best, to your least favorite conference. And then afterwards, we'll talk about why we kind of ranked them, kind of argued a little bit, and maybe we can come up with a definitive kind of ranking for the podcast of where we all kind of agree on it the master list i like it yeah so dylan lead off going from like least favorite to best best to lead best to worst um best um i think bethesda i just i really liked everything about it like they announced a lot of stuff todd howard was really really great he was really funny up there um pete hines was really great so that's definitely number one uh number two is xbox for sure uh, because I just thought their presentation was really amazing. Um, I'm not really a big Xbox person. I don't have an Xbox, but still, I thought it was really, really well done. Um, then I would probably say Sony after that. They had some super solid games, and they just like put a lot of effort into the presentation of the few games they did. Um, and then I would say after that, uh, Nintendo, Ubisoft, PC Game Show, uh, Square Enix. And then ending with EA? Oh, no. Um, <laughs> e EA before Square Enix. Just like all the ones kind of at the ends, it just eh, they just weren't super memorable. I didn't really care that much about them. So kind of all those right at the end. Yeah, so the order I put for you then, just kind of how you listed them off. So Vesda, Xbox, Sony, Nintendo, UB, EA, Square. Okay. Cool. So for me... Um, because I've never been a Bethesda fanboy and I have grown up with an Xbox, Microsoft took it from me. I think Phil Spencer did an incredible, incredible job. Um, like, I mean, this is his first year as kind of like as the, the puppet master pretty much. And I think he did a great, great job of pulling that conference together and stuff like that. Like I said before, the flow of it was phenomenal. Um, then I put Bethesda, 
Then we're going to go with Ubisoft, Nintendo as number four, and then I kind of grouped EA, Square, and Sony all at number five. You really thought Sony was that bad? Okay, no. We need definitive numbers. If you have to pick one. Okay, if I have have to do it, okay, we're going to go, we're going to go Sony, EA, then Square. That's how we'll do it. You just want me to rip your ass open, don't you? How (laughs) dare you? Yeah, man. Like, I mean, I like, I respect Sony as a platform, but it did like nothing for me, man. Like, honestly, the the only redeeming thing was Ghost for me. That was it. That was really it for me. But like, I mean, that's that's me as a personal base from being like PC and Xbox. The you know. Oh, I would agree. So what mine's going to be is no question asked. Bethesda. You sure Sony's not there, big guy? Then Sony. Yeah, yeah, there it is. (laughs) Then Xbox. Um, Ubisoft, Nintendo, EA, and Square. Okay. So Before these... we gotta go into like the, the, the argument, god damn, did Square have to fuck up bad to be worse than EA, but they managed to do it. They did. It was just they like... nothing from Kingdom's Heart for their own. All their big games, they didn't even talk, they just re-show the same trailers from other conferences at their own, no and then announced two games nobody cares about. It was like a 30-minute conference. Like, yeah, and like, I mean, this is the, I, and this is the big thing. I think if they had saved the shit for themselves, it would have redeemed it. If you, they'd saved Kingdom Hearts for themselves, they would have been okay. But they, they blew their load so early. Like that was just it, right? And then they played the YouTube playlist. That's pretty yeah, much that what was, they did. So yeah, so we'll kind of work from the bottom back, arguing. For the order, kind of pretty much wanted to get towards the top. So right now we agree squares last. All three of us had that there. And then EA was second to worst. We all had that yeah. there. And then next, we had Dylan had UB as third to last. You, fuck you, had Sony third to last. Yep. And I had Nintendo third to last. See, because I, I, I ranked Nintendo higher. So. so you did have Nintendo higher. And for me, UB Nintendo was very close. So, I guess I would be, even though I am the division man of the world, I would be fine putting Yubi third to last. Nothing they really announced was big, like, reveals. It was yeah. just kind of more advanced of everything they also shown. So, is everyone kind of fine with Yubi third? Is any, I mean, Dylan, you had Yubi there. So, it would really be you, James, if you really want to fight for Sony being third to last. I mean, I I so this is the thing. I I'm also a huge division fanboy. I was a huge huge division fanboy, but that's pretty much all they had. That was more or less it. Um, so I'd be okay with bumping. Like I mean, I think Assassin's Creed. It was leaked. I would. I mean, yes, they announced it, but it was leaked already, and it does look really really good. Yeah, Don't see, wrong. And that fall release date they gave it. Yeah, that's, a, that's and that's why I ranked you. That's why I ranked Ubi so high. It was like, okay, I'm a huge. I love fucking division. I know, like, and, and you know, like, like oh, you put Ubi third, didn't I you? I put Ubi third. Yeah, I did. So yeah, yeah. I would argue against that because yeah, the division two, that's cool and all, but like, it was announced before. It was announced yeah. before. Yeah. It didn't. Did it really look that much better than the division? No, it one? did not look that good until after the conferences. Well, well. and that was just it. I kind of like, and this was this was kind of. I did this ranking today after you gave us the list, and that's when I was able to actually look because like I was, this kind of dictated where I was going to place them. Because I mean, 
Assassin's Creed was leaked, yes. Um, so that I, I didn't want to give it too much credit, but the division was a big lifesaver because the gameplay, like at the conference, right? That was a big thing for me. But if we want to put Ubi at five, I'm totally okay with that. We can do that. Okay. And then going for the fourth spot, Dylan had Nintendo, James had Nintendo, and I had Ubi. So I guess we kind of agree at Nintendo. Yeah, it's not Nintendo. that they did anything wrong. It's just it the enough. pretty much smashed. Yeah, I mean, you kind of saw that coming because they had to fully flush it out. And the release date was a lot later than I wanted it to be. December yeah, yeah. seems really long time from now. But, yeah, I guess we all agree with Nintendo sitting there at fourth. Yeah, and now yeah. this is where the bloodbath is going to begin. So for third place, Dylan had Sony, James had UB, and I had Xbox. I think Sony belongs there because I ranked Sony super low. So I think Sony belongs at three if you're going to put anything there. But Dylan had Sony as third. I had it as second. But, Wait, but, uh, but, me, and, but me and Dylan both put Microsoft higher. Oh, that's true, though, yeah. yeah. Or Xbox, and the oh, was two or higher. you, you so, got to go with the consensus. Come on. Yeah. yeah, so it's going to be Sony. Then it's going to be Xbox. Yeah, because I think it'll be odd man that put uh, Xbox at second. Or at first, yeah. Because literally, my like my my like I don't. This is the best part. I don't even have to give my points on why Xbox is top. Because Peppermint Rhino summed it up like fucking perfectly. <laughs> no, and it's not wrong. I mean, I had to come up with reasons to put Sony above Xbox, and I am yeah, one yeah. of the largest Sony fanboys in the world. And just because of that, and because The Last of Us is one of the games I'm looking most forward to, and Spider Man looks absolutely amazing. Yeah, so the, like, gameplay was, the gameplay was fucking dope. Those yeah. kind of brought it up. So, because everything Microsoft showed, yes, they had a lot of big things, but they didn't show anything gameplay-wise that wasn't exclusive that I wanted to play. So that's kind of where we Come on, man. This is the local boy. Come on. So, I agree. I, I do think Xbox had an exceptional show. A lot of people kind of agreed that Xbox really kind of stepped it up a lot more than anyone expected. I mean, me and Dylan are just big Bethesda fanboys, too. So no matter what, well, they're going to end up in the top two, no matter what this conference was going to kind of be. I think, well, the big, I think the big thing for Bethesda, too, was there was a lot of risk. Because if Bethesda fucks up, being in the powerhouse position that they are, they're, they're absolutely screwed. They can't afford to fuck up. So it's really good that they kind of came out with a presentation like this and Todd Howard didn't drop the ball because I think this is, this is exactly what they needed. You announce fucking. You announce all the shit people want. You give them another fucking. You give another Elder Scrolls. You what was it? Starfield is that the other one now too? Starfield. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Like this is like they're not they're they're not stupid, right? So I mean this like but there was potential for them to fuck up. I think they were the they were like on the edge one way or another. So like and this is just it. Xbox had to redeem themselves a lot because they've had yeah. a lot of lackluster conferences. So I think the bar was set lower for Xbox. Not saying that they didn't do a phenomenal job, but I think. Everybody set the bar for Bethesda High, and they kept it there, and then, then Xbox just kind of did this one and kind of, like, almost tied them just because oh. of how much they really, like, brought out and, like, showed up with. I definitely agree. I felt like going into this conference, Xbox could have been in the bottom two or the top two, kind of going into it. Like, I don't think yeah. – I didn't think there was really going to be an in-between. They were either going to bring it all and throw everything they had or they're going to kind of hold back and just kind of do whatever. They snapped up some really good developers – all that kind of stuff. They did a lot of really good things for the future and kind of getting people excited for the next gen. Um, because I'm assuming that's why they didn't put too many release dates on gear or stuff like that. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if both of those were cross on the current gen and next gen. 
It wouldn't surprise me either. I could, I, I feel could like see both of those are at least two years away. Well, I mean, the big thing is too they were selling Game Pass too, right? Like that was in like Game Pass, like Gears Five is their Game Pass like exclusive, right? Like they're like, oh, this is what you get with Game Pass. It's like at release and the shit like that, right? So, yeah. but yeah, so I guess just kind of going through the official listen, uh, the official list for all of our listeners or audio, so you make sure they're all on the same page. Bethesda, number one, the year of hype. Xbox at number two with an incredibly solid conversation with, I'm not, ah, um, what's the word? Conference. Wow. Um, Jesus. Sony at number Andrew's three. too hype. Yeah. Sony pretty much brought what they were promised and gave it to us, but that's not, it doesn't leave much hype. Nintendo, smash. What more can you say? Number four. Yep, UB yep. at number five with nothing special, but solid performance. EA. Surprisingly, not last in number six. Yeah. <laughs> and then Square, don't do a conference next year. You're number seven. Unless you're going to hold it and be a big conference, don't hype people up for it. Don't do a big conference like this and say that you're going to have big announcements when you're just showing off trailers from other things. As I guess what I can really say. Do you guys have any wrap-up kind of comments from the conference rankings or anything we talked about before we get into the big topic of the show? Your game of E3. I think just as a final point for anybody local on my end who's listening, just to reiterate, um, and just to kind of support the local community, um, Tunic is made from a guy that literally went to Prince Andrew High and then graduated from Dalhousie in 09. I think if anybody from Nova Scotia is watching, because I did put this out on my Facebook page before we started this up, go (laughs) support the dude. Like, the game looks adorable. It looks really fun. Watch some trailers, all that good stuff. Um, this is like, you know, it's a bit of shameless self-promotion for, for the local guys, but I think he deserves, he deserves credit, man. It was, it, it was such an aesthetically pleasing looking game. And then, yeah, just kind of top of that. Actually, some things I actually was really surprised with. No FF7. Yeah. Fuck. Wasn't even that. I was more surprised by the No Avengers game. That was more or less kind yeah. of confirmed or something from Rocksteady. I thought it was going to be there and they didn't say a peep which really kind of blew me away. But yeah, they put something on Twitter saying like, hey, we'll have something soon, but we're sorry we couldn't make it E3, but soon could mean anything. Soon yeah, TM, yeah, next yeah. E3. Soon TM, yeah, exactly. It's so ambiguous, right? Maybe Game Awards, but that's still four or five months away. Donators rule, hell yeah, man. Peppermint Rider gets me. I love this. But with that, let's move on to your game of E3. I mean, if this really is something a couple years out, it can be something. Wait, I thought, I, this, I thought this was the one that's coming out soon. It is coming out soon. Yes, fine. Let's do that. Between now and e, the next E3, what game are you most looking forward to? Fallout 76, by far. I'm ready for it. Like, I I, I, uh, I watched a no-clip documentary on it, and I'm super on board with it. I think it's, I think it's one, really interesting that they're deciding to take this different direction. They're exploring a new creative space. They're definitely taking some risks. Because that's, I mean, I think that's definitely why they announced the two other games right at the end. It's because they know that diehard fans are going to be like, this isn't the norm. We're upset. I mean, if you go to the Fallout subreddit, holy shit, that place sucks right now. It's Toxic awful. Valley, man. Yeah. Valley. But like, I don't know. I, I really appreciate when game developers. Wait, wait, wait what? Uh, the Fallout subreddit's awful. No. Yeah. What did you say, James? Toxic Valley. 
like one of the one of the biggest vote, upvoted posts in the the Fallout subreddit is that um, that Bethesda actually put the Fallout subreddit in the game, and it's just a picture of Toxic Valley. That's, <laughs> that's like the uh, that's the big meme there right now. Oh, yeah, but I think it's I I think it's really good when game developers try new things, especially since this isn't like a cash in. This isn't like a battle royale, right? They're not cashing in. This is just an interesting like RPG MMO type thing. Um, that like has a lot of Fallout flavor to it, um, and it takes the ideal Fallout and then kind of gives it a multiplayer spin onto it. And I think exploring those kinds of ideas are what game developers really need to be doing, especially if they're going to move forward with this. Um, I know Bethesda's really big on taking ideas, playing around with them, and then seeing if they fit in the future. Because um, I know they do game jams or whatever internally, and that's how they test out a lot of like cool and interesting features they end up putting in their games but i feel like this could be like a game jam for like the world essentially like they're playing around with this interesting idea um they have good people working on it um i know uh someone who works on like star wars galaxies is working on this which is incredible um but i i think it's cool i think it's interesting i think this is the stuff game developers need to be doing especially since they said hey listen we have a new IP coming out. And then also, we're in pre-production for Elder Scrolls Six, So just calm down, everyone. I, I think it's perfect, and Fuck that's why I'm hyped for it. Yeah. <laughs> I thought they are in pre-prod for... Nope, nope. They're in production. They have a playable version of Starfield, and they're in pre-production for um, uh, Elder oh. Scrolls Six. Hell yes. Okay. James? So for me, because I, like, I went back and looked at the... Um, the uh the list and i was just like fuck 2018 isn't really a thing any it doesn't even contain anything i'm super hyped for but early 2019 has anthem and anthem's what i'm excited for i know i shit on it but again the the conference gameplay really you know it, apparently it's everything we want and that's what I need. I need a game that I can have a fucking exosuit and just customize the shit out of it and have a blast. You know what I mean? Like, um, I, there's, there's a lot of work that's gone into this. There's a lot of hype that's gone into it. I maybe just like hop, hopping on the fan, like, you know, the fan train. Um, but I mean, I think, I think Anthem's going to bring me pretty, me and a lot of people, everything we want with, with what they presented. I think like, Anthem's rep like how it's presented itself, it's going to give us what we what we want from it, right? So, e game of E3 for me is probably Anthem, um, mainly because the, any any other game that I really want is so fucking far out. Um, I guess the next one would be Cyberpunk, but we don't know when Cyber like we know 2019 for Cyberpunk. We like and that's I think it's June 2019. That's roughly it. Um, but before, like if we're gonna go if we're gonna go chronologically, it could be out before next one, but we're not yeah that's that's just it right so i mean before the next one anthem and then you'll you'll be able to hear what I, i'm sure i'll stream it as soon as i get it like i'll be i'll be on that immediately but what about you andrew what's yours i don't know why y'all ask y'all know yeah. it's fallout 76 yeah, like, of course it is. like i've said a couple times i just feel like this game is made for me like I want it has everything I want. It has a small group of multiplayer. I love the Fallout gameplay. I know a lot of people hated the building in Fallout 4. I really enjoyed it and the idea that you can build anywhere 
And then you have the nuke sites on the map that kind of keeps things constant and changing. The nuke sites, man. Like when I saw that, I was just like, "Oh my god!" I didn't think they'd have the balls to do that. Well, it's, like, it's, it's not a griefing or... tool. It's like an end game tool. Like you're not supposed to bomb other places because, like, they give you a big warning, so like you can pick up and and leave. Yeah. But like, yeah. it's for end game content because it turns everything into like stronger monsters and like yeah. they get sick drops. But yeah. you still could nuke someone else when you, when there are yeah. In, if the, if you if you do it on someone and they're like ah I'm just gonna stay here or if they're AFK I guess yeah, yeah that's, but that's just nonetheless I mean, that's still that's just such a fun kind of concept and everything I'm hearing about this game has it I've already confirmed multiple times I'm taking the day off school or whatever it is and just streaming that for like 24 fucking hours straight because goddamn does this game look fun um it got me to just my interest in Fallout 76 has got me addicted to Fallout shelters now. Like, I just want Fallout in my life right now, and I'm thinking about going back and doing a Fallout 4 playthrough just to kind of get me in the mood. Like, I want everything Fallout that I can right now, and that's because of this game. And when I first heard it was going to be like a Rust Daisy clone, I wanted, I was very worried about it, but it's everything I wanted more. So, hands down, my game would be three. And that's fair. Hopefully, one of my favorite games of all time. Hopefully, it doesn't not live up to expectations, which are pretty goddamn high right now. Well, it's just it. Like I, I think I think all of us in our own regard have set the bar pretty high. So I, I'm 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 worried that one of us is going to get disappointed. Uh, I think I have I think I have the most room to be disappointed, just because we don't know what we're really going to get in, it, what we're going to get from Anthem, other than like the you know what they had at E3, but. Um, Fallout did a really good job of like presenting themselves and shit like that, right? Yeah. Actually, no, I take it back. My game of the year is Elder Scrolls. Uh, <laughs> Shut the fuck whatever up. Whatever the mobile game is. No, uh, no. no see, I, I, want, I, see I, I want Jump Force. I'm so fucking... I'm, I'm super stoked for Jump Force. I don't, don't, get, don't get the hype too, too much. I know, I know. This is it. Because, like, like, oh, man. Uh, I, there's so many potential, so many good characters, but there's so so much shit that could go wrong with that game, that like I I'm I'm trying my best not to get excited for it because I know it's probably gonna be shit. Um, that being said though, one of the, my sleeper picks that it, like kind of got me into the into the franchise that I really want to get into is um, oh my god, Devil May Cry. I think Devil May Cry is like really cool too. It, like yeah, so I think the presentation was dope. Um, bringing you know bringing the uh, the the creator out and stuff like that. Like I thought like that was really cool. So I mean, and you didn't like you didn't get to see it. Like yes. Um, sorry for the Devil May Cry. Um, yeah. I hundred percent agree with that though. I I had never played any of those, but like I didn't know what it was. Like I didn't know until like they showed the name. But I'm like this looks fucking sick i want some of <laughs> yeah exactly even if it's just for one playthrough i think it would be it looks super dope it looks really fun but something to clear up from the bethesda conference and me and jane uh, dylan are watching it um remember that skyrim alexa dylan yeah yeah that's a real thing uh it's like a joke thing though like it right you can go and download it and play it i wonder how like fleshed out it is though because like it's got to be a gimmick of some sort like you can't obviously play the entire skyrim no you can't play through it, it, it it's like a um guided experience but it's in the skyrim that world is, that is pretty kind of cool. loosely follow the story that is that is pretty cool actually so i thought that was really funny i saw a bunch of kind of like youtubers and stuff playing around with that and stuff i'm like holy shit it's not fake which i thought 
just made that whole little gimmick even better that they actually took time to program it. But with that, is there any last things about E3 you want to kind of wrap up on? Like, if you could give this E3 out of 10, what would you give it? Dylan, you go first. Uh, I mean, in terms of E3s, it was it was a pretty good E3. I, I would yeah. say, like, this is, this is a... Um, a good E3, I, I guess an 8 out of 10, because like, I don't know, the only other E3s I think were more hype is probably when I was younger, and things like consoles were announced. Like, if a console was announced now, I wouldn't I wouldn't care, but like, yeah. I would say the only 9s or 10s were ones were like big consoles were announced, so 8 out of 10, which is, I think, just as big as it could be. I'm I'm going to, uh, so yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll give you, I'll, I'll agree with that. That's Resident Evil 2, Pepper Rhino just brought it up. I totally forgot about that because that, like, the gameplay looks really fucking sick in that. Oh, yeah, it does. They yeah. promised that game like six years ago, so I'm glad to see it's finally coming. Oh, well, this is it. I'm, I'm glad it's coming, and it's, and it's like, okay, I can almost be okay with the amount of development that's gone into it. Um, so for me, I'm probably going to, I think just because where EA bombed and, and Square bombed, two, like, that's just it. I've only watched a couple other E3s, so I only I have limited amounts that I can go off. Of. But for me to have like two to three ish, um, like developers to kind of like bomb that hard, I want to give it like a seven point five, like because Bethesda, Microsoft, Sony, um, kind of like you know did a really good job with their with their conferences, right? So, yeah, I'm gonna go seven point five or ten for me. I'm probably giving it a nine, nine point five maybe. Am I, I mean, Russian judge here? Is this was is this... <laughs> just because? Just thinking about what I want out of an E3. I'm getting the follow up to one of my to my favorite game of all time. That looks amazing. I'm getting a revival with amazing looking gameplay of Spider Man, one of my favorite games. My childhood playing it on PS2 all the time. I'm getting a multiplayer game that I have never looked more forward to. On top of that, there's two more multiplayer games coming in the spring, Anthem and Division, that both scream for me. I just don't know. And then a Super Smash Brothers that I'm super looking forward to. A Pokemon game that I got a little bit more information that I'm really looking forward to. Just in terms of everything that is being presented, there are not many more big franchises or games or anything kind of like that that I could want out of a single presentation and kind of expected. Because we even got Halo teases, and Halo is one of my favorite games growing up too. I mean, sure, if we got gameplay of all those, like if next year they give us Halo gameplay, they give us Skyrim gameplay, they give us all that gameplay and a couple other ones, maybe that could top it. So there is something that could top it. But in terms of the surprises and what the games I want, I couldn't ask for a better E3. I think like I think not having gameplay like adds to the mystique of it though. You know what I mean? Like it gets you really excited and like it, 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 it like it it all it really makes you want more. Um, and that's like that's half the reason why I rank Microsoft so high too. It's because they let in with they let in with Infinite and it was just very subtle, very 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 little that you had to go off of and it just immediately got you grasped in. So I don't know. I'm okay with that. You know what I mean? So I, I don't need gameplay for everything. But I, again, just because I got, we got three, because like, I'm looking at like where I did my rankings from a personal preference, um, EA overall or E3 overall is kind of how I ranked it. Right. So 
Um, that's I think that's why I landed solo. I didn't see anything about Death Stranding. Did anybody else? Yeah. yeah. It looked it looked interesting because like the, they gave like a long trailer, but supposedly parts of the trailer were kind of like um, they were gameplay from a cinematic view. So Kojima said, "This is the game you're looking at. It's just not from like the HUD view. It's from a cinematic view." Um, and it, I mean, it looks like it's going to be a very cinematic experience. Um, it does look like there's going to be there is going to be gameplay to it and stuff. Um, it's not going to be a walking simulator, but it looks like it's going to be very story-driven. And knowing Kojima, he always shows off, like, what we probably saw is probably only going to be, like, 40% of the game, and that other 60% of the game, that's probably a different style or a different pace of the game. We haven't seen anything about it yet, too, because he always kind of shows the more cinematic-looking things kind of early on because he loves telling the stories, but the actual gameplay is going to be there. Um, I think we're almost at the hour mark, if not past it. No, so I guess if anything else, we can kind of keep talking about E3 in the post-show, of course. But I say kind of wrapping up our general kind of E3 discussion here. And, of course, we'll keep popping up on E3. We'll talk about it online or anything that you guys ever want to, too. But I think for kind of the official E3 wrap-up show, this is kind of where we want to call it cuts. So unless either one of you have something super, super important that everyone needs to hear, I think that is a really great first kind of E3 coverage for Project Esports. Yeah, I think so, too. I think... I think we, I mean, I, 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 I hate that I wasn't there for more of it. Um, you know, life just kind of got in the way. So yeah. um, I think next, next year I'm definitely going to be there way. I'm going to be way more involved. Yeah. I mean, I think next year too, like, obviously goal number one is to be there. But if, goal, <laughs> yeah. if not, goal number two is to maybe make, um, big, even something, make it even bigger and take another step up would be something that I'd love to do for all three of us. But we can talk about that. A long time from now because we know E3 has another 300 and like 40, I think 56 days left because we still have like two days left of E3. But with that, that is going to be all for Project Esports Presents, the wrap-up for official 2018 E3 coverage. James, let's see what you got for your little spiel. I actually, I, I was, as soon as you like started, I was like, <gasps> I gotta bring it up. Uh, guys, don't forget to subscribe or follow. Um, even just sharing this podcast in any capacity is super appreciated to us. Uh, we, we love you all. If you just give us a little bit of love, man, you give us a little, we give you a lot. <laughs> yeah. And so we go live, um, every Monday and Thursday at seven thirty Eastern standard time. Um, so, you know, stop by those times to check us out on Twitch. Uh, we're here at Project Esports Podcast. Um, and then the following day, we have all the VODs that go live. Um, and we're making a super big push for affiliate right now. Um, we're getting pretty close there. Um, and everyone who just goes on Twitter, um, we're at the Esports Pod. Um, just like give us a quote tweet or just like retweet some of our um, just like going live information. Just like kind of help get our name out there. And I'm going to go ahead and just like plug your name in um, every single episode up until we get affiliates. So if you want to get your name in there into these episodes forever, um, go ahead and just try to do that soon. Uh, so the names that we have so far are at Zenaxis. Um, at Cassinia Ilia, at the Banhammer, at Better Underscore Esports, at Xenos King, and at Learning Bill. Uh, so if you want your name on that list, then go ahead and uh, just like quote tweet us um, and just like give us a little shout and be like, hey, I really enjoyed that last episode or something. Or shit talk one of us. I don't care. Yeah, that's I'll fine take, too. I'll, t- I'll take any publicity at this point. You send the link DMs out. Open. We'll be happy with this. Yeah. But as always, I'm Andrew. Uh, I'm James. I'm Dylan. Thank you very much for watching the Project Esports podcast.